0: dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hi, I'm Jenny Owen Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And together, we run Buffering, a rewatch adventure. We talk about iconic shows like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, The X-Files, and even some current TV like Yellow Jackets. Learn more at BufferingCast.com, or find us on socials at BufferingCast.
1: Some people might say coffee doesn't need chocolate, but you're not some people.
2: You're a dreamer. You see the possibilities of chocolate and caramel flavors swirling together with cold brew. Topped with velvety chocolate cold
1: foam and cocoa caramel crumbles. That imagination can only be rewarded with Dunkin's new caramel chocolate cold brew. It's a cold brew dream come true. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms
2: apply. Audio.
1: District Attorney Grant, this is Dr. John Spacer, the former pathologist with Springfield General Hospital. I know I'm probably one of the last people you want to speak to right now, but I have some very important information to share with you regarding the confirmed link between homicides in the county and one of the doctors working at Springfield General. I don't know if Sheriff Crowley ever mentioned it to you before, and I might be going over her authority here by contacting you, oh, but.
3: Don't tell him I've been killed, right? I mean, you'll be most interested in that, right? Coupled with the fact that you haven't been, of course.
1: I know who killed your friend Maureen. I know about Dr. Kim stealing chemo bags. We need a face-to-face meeting.
3: Oh, very assertive. Oh, I like that. Hmm. Ah, it's a shame you will never call back.
1: You don't know the name Mace Kim, do you? Apparently, Doctor Kim was an employee psychiatrist at the Springfield Corp Lab here.
3: Miss Kim, Miss Kim, no, no, can't say I do. Actually, um, yeah, I've only been here after the the first accident. So. Did
1: you just say the first accident?
3: Hmm. <sighs> See, the fact that you only thought there was one means I did my job well.
1: And what job was that specifically? Killing anyone who talked?
3: No, 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 nothing like that. Just, uh, just ensuring that, uh, no one did. <laughs> yeah, grieving families were well taken care of, right? Or, uh, well, know, threatened accordingly. <sighs> oh, or, that one guy, um, blew his brains. out, was his name? Um, oh, Mabel, something, okay. Ray Melba? Oh, uh, yes, Ray Mailbox, that's the one. Uh, it's a shame what happened at that facility, really.
1: It really was. I'm surprised you... much easier
3: you. when everyone just dies in one blast, but... Uh,
1: ah, there it is.
3: But, uh, what are you gonna do, huh?
1: You know, Ray's brother, Mike, who died in the accident, is still in the abandoned building as a ghost.
3: Well, interesting... <laughs> Well, we must go and pick his ethereal brain, so to speak.
1: Some other time. I have work to do.
3: Ooh, I really must insist. You see, I, I think you'll find... Some
1: it. other time.
3: Very well. Your loss.
1: Audio Media presents... How I Die
2: works huh? I'm dead unfortunately do you remember how it happened not really I woke up with my heart pounding it's hard to breathe I couldn't move and then I fell back to sleep I'll dig through the file and see if I can help explain it
1: Dr. Clark isn't the most chatty guy and he ruled your death as a natural cause most likely a heart attack I have to ask, Will. Why are you doing your funeral with stiffs and not somewhere more prestigious?
2: (laughs) You'd think the Vanderbilt name would carry more weight, huh? Maybe it used to. We're here.
1: So what happens now? Now I get your body prepped for your funeral. Then you can see anyone you'd like. But they can't see me, obviously.
2: That's true. But I'm sure you'll have loved ones attend. No, thanks. The only people who'd attend, I'd rather not have anything to do with. My wife included, if you can call him that. What's my chance, say? Eh?
1: First responders found you unconscious with no pulse or respiration. Chest compressions were performed, but looks like you were DOA at the hospital. No. Paddles, or whatever those things are, the shocky. Actually, those aren't used on people without cardiac activity. Chest compressions are the only thing that works, and sometimes they can be more
2: damaging than anything. I still think I'd rather be alive, even with damages. You'd be surprised. How could I have had a heart attack and then wake up? I'm not sure. Like I said, I can try to figure it out more.
1: Will, before we get in here, I have to warn you...
3: Oh, cheers. Took you long enough.
1: Of that. Didn't she see me? Maureen Levant, also dead. Meet William Vanderbilt.
3: We've met. Uh, John, is this what you're wasting your time on, huh?
1: I had to go pick up a new... William's body from the hospital.
3: And that matters why, hmm? You're supposed to be solving a murder last time I checked. I'm not wrong. I'm never wrong.
2: A murder?
1: Not yours. And I still have to do my job, Levant.
3: Oh, John, come on. Your, look, your talents are being wasted here.
1: Yeah, well, I can't be a medical examiner anymore, so...
3: I meant being wasted here in this godforsaken town. I.
1: you go pout in the corner for a minute? Dying is disorienting for people, and I'd like to help Will...
2: You used to be a medical examiner at Springfield Hospital? I was, until recently. A few months ago, you had a patient. Faye Vanderbilt. It's your daughter? Seriously, I don't remember meeting you. How do you know me?
3: Oh, it was my job
2: to know
1: you. Faye was your daughter? I'm sorry for your loss.
2: I only ever heard back that it was suicide. I was devastated. You? You were the doctor on the case? I was. See, you saw Faye. Just like you can see me. What did she say? Uh, you mind if I get started with
1: embalming? I have to wash you first, and the rest can be quite a jarring process. John, what the fuck? What did Faye say? She said she swallowed a bottle of pills. She wanted to die. Jesus.
2: Why? I don't know if I can really answer Tell me everything she said, or I'm...
3: An ultimatum. Oh, bless. Look, relax, William, will you? We can't interact with the living world. There's nothing, absolutely nothing you can do. Not even with some more filthy money, right?
1: Levant, please... Sorry, Faye was depressed She felt isolated, I think And said that you and your wife Didn't want to admit that there was a problem Fuck But when she was in my lab She didn't regret dying She felt better Not upset or in pain (laughs) She caused a lot of pain
2: God damn that girl Didn't she ever think of anyone But herself Did you? Sorry Margie and I, we weren't the best parents, but we gave Faye anything she wanted. Anything we could afford, for the most part. What did she have to be depressed about? I can't speak for her.
3: Frankly, if my parents were greedy like your lot, then I would... You don't
2: fucking know me. You either. You don't know my family. You said you'd buy her anything she wanted, but I think she just wanted you. I was the one paying attention. Margie was... I knew something was wrong. I was out golfing. Fucking golfing. When my wife found Faye. She didn't even call me. She waited until I got home hours later. Later. I didn't even get to see our daughter before you dissected her. I didn't... And over the past few weeks, our life has just fallen apart. Margie's moved out now. She apparently feels like I blame her for what happened with Faye. Do you? I'm left dealing with this. All of this, all alone.
1: Grief is hard. It's different for everyone. Maybe your wife's just dealing with it in a different
2: way. By pretending it never even happened.
1: Next is aligning your face for viewing, and that requires me to sew a wire into your jaw. It's going to look worse than it is.
2: I don't care at this point. God, I'm going to have another panic attack. Are you prone to high anxiety? High anxiety was my life. Before Faye died, I was overseeing the new apartment construction, north of town. And then we finally sealed the deal, so I took a little time off.
3: To go golfing,
2: What do you want me to say? Was I the world's best father? No. I know I made mistakes, but Faye and I never... We never connected. I wanted a son to carry on the Vanderbilt name guess I should have done a better job of getting to know my daughter. Did you have any pre-existing heart conditions? Cardiomyopathy. I was on anti-anxiety medication, which was which was what Faye used to, my own damn pills.
3: Ironic, isn't it?
2: God, is it? Is it getting hot in here? <laughs> you can't feel heat. but.
1: Uh, I think I can see what happened. According to the chart, you died of heart failure.
3: Mm, It's not really surprising, is it? Given your physical condition. hmm? I mean, I can only assume you ate nothing but butter and steak. I mean, look at you.
1: Will,
2: how did you feel after Faye died? I told you. Devastated. Even though we weren't close, she was still my daughter. I mean, physically. How did your heart or
1: head feel? I was depressed. I don't know. Any tightening of the chest when you thought about her, or when your wife left? Of course.
2: I fucking felt it all the time. I had a pretty bad pang in my chest a few weeks ago with Grant. D.A. Grant?
3: Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Our other William.
2: He and I were close. He was our family lawyer back in the day, and I think he saw me struggling. We smoked a few cigars that night. Blue rings or something fancy. He gave me a box to take. And you kept smoking cigars with a heart condition.
1: And the medications Which you to- weren't on.
3: And you're surprised this idiot died.
1: <laughs> well, I think you died of broken heart syndrome. That's a real thing? It is. It can happen after extreme loss and stress. Coupled with pre-existing cardiomyopathy, it can kill, even if it's rare.
3: Ah, broken heart syndrome is also known as Takotsubo cardiomyopathy. Mm. It's named after the Japanese octopus trapping pot with a wide bottom and narrow neck, also resembling the- The
1: distressed left ventricle of
2: the heart.
3: Entomology is fun, right?
2: (laughs) Fucking fitting. I lose my money, and my daughter. You're damn right I had a broken heart.
1: I'm sorry, Will. I really am. I'm not. Seriously, can you just fuck off?
3: No. Seriously, I'm not sorry. And you shouldn't be either, John. I mean, their family brought this upon themselves with their lust for money and...
2: There was no more money.
3: Really? You all blew through it that quickly, did you?
1: Money or no, it doesn't matter. You can still be sad. Thanks to your validation. I'm on your side.
3: Oh, no, 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 no. The money does very much matter. Do you even know how the Vanderbilts got their fortune, do you?
2: Who are you? Oh,
3: come on. What was it? Yes, around the uh, 1970s, maybe. Uh, yeah, the Vanderbilts, they, they owned a town that was nothing but yarn and meatpacking. Too poor for a pot to piss in. <laughs> Well, that is, until a developer came in and asked to buy the shit town deed.
2: I wasn't involved in the deal. That was my cousin.
3: That's as may be, but you certainly relished the big wad of cash, didn't you? Hmm? And the prestige. Oh, yeah, Your little posse would call themselves hotshots and flaunt their wealth.
2: We grew the town. We expanded, we built the economy up, established the communities...
3: Allowed a shady uh, government entity to conduct an experiment around your townspeople, hmm?
1: Are you saying that the Vanderbilt sold the town to... Springfield
3: Corps, correct. We brought the deed and built the lab.
1: And the yarn factory, the meatpacking plant...
3: Uh, all shut down to staff the Springfield facility.
2: I wasn't involved in the deal.
3: Mm, no, but you weren't innocent either. And you wouldn't shut your goddamn mouth. Or well, so we thought.
2: What the hell are you talking about? All of this sucks.
1: I really wish I could help you, but at this point, I don't know if I can. John. I can't say anything to make you feel better. I'm not sure if I even want to, but I need to do my job. So you might just want to go.
3: Ah, finally, you're seeing the light. At least, partially. You don't need to embalm him there. Just bring his body to your little friend.
2: Shut up, Levant. What are you doing with my body?
3: Oh, dropping it off to a serial killer in the woods. Hmm?
1: (laughs) Joy. I'm just performing a normal embalming, Will. Levant is just trying to press your buttons again.
3: John... Do you not remember when you took me to the woods after I was killed, hmm? And you left another message for your serial killer friend swearing you weren't going to give them any more goddamn bodies if uh, if they were going to rat you out to the police, do you remember? And then, then you thought the sheriff was going to catch you, etc, etc. Hmm? you remember? Right? What
2: the fuck is going on here?
1: Nothing. Just ignore her. I need to drain your bodily fluids to keep going with the embalming. It's not an enjoyable process to watch. Don't you do anything else with my body. Will, come on. I can walk through you. But I'd much rather you move so I can do my job and get your body ready for a funeral. Just leave me alone. Have someone else do it. Will, please... Your wife will want to say goodbye,
2: even if you two are estranged.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, no, she won't be at the funeral.
2: What? Why not? I don't care if she'll come or not.
3: No, she won't be able to come. I mean, you know, she might be there in the sense that you or I might be there. Well, Vand, what are you
2: talking about?
3: Are you threatening my wife? <sighs> it's not a threat.
2: <laughs> you
1: fucking bitch. Will, shut the fuck up. Both of you. Levant, you said Will wouldn't keep his mouth shut.
3: Also, oh, we thought. Yes.
1: Ah. Oh. See? You aren't talking about now, though. You're talking about the deal for the town. The bubble. You know about the bubble
2: project.
3: I told you. We thought you learned it from somewhere, right? And there's only a handful of people who knew, so... You need to get that, John. Hmm? It's not like either of us have a cell phone or a yearn on to play snake.
1: Let it go to voicemail. Will, I'm gonna need you to leave. What? Why? Faye moved on. She's not a ghost anymore. I think you should move on, too. What the fuck does that mean? What, like go to heaven? Or hell? I don't know either way. Just try to let yourself go. Stop holding on to being alive. But I can't- Seriously.
2: If you care about her, you'll leave. Without worrying about what the fuck you're going to do to me. What the fuck you two are talking about.
3: It's in your best interest, I think.
1: Please. Just leave this building for a few minutes then. You can come back and see that your body's fine. I just need to talk to Levant.
2: Fine. Fuck you two, and whatever sick shit you're planning.
3: Huh. Now why did he go and do that? We were having fun.
1: You killed him, didn't you?
3: Well, that's a bit out of nowhere.
1: Is it? He went to see Grant. You two were colluding on having me killed to stop whatever information was spreading, and you thought the Vanderbilt family was the source? I don't know when or where you did it, or fucking how you did it, but I know you did it.
3: Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah, if you listened, I actually told you when and how. <laughs> You're getting sloppy, John. I spotted at least four mistakes.
1: You got yourself killed by being sloppy. Oh!
3: Shots fired! <laughs> yeah, fine. Mm, I'll give you a hint. Takotsubo cardiomyopathy. The Japanese octopus trap. Blue ring cigars with grant. Any bell?
1: The cigars?
3: John, I mean, for being a medical examiner, you certainly don't know enough methods of offing someone, do you? Uh, See, so blue ring octopuses are these itty-bitty cuties with some of the deadliest toxin in the world. We simply infused a cigar with some of the toxin, which is just enough to build up over time as he kept smoking them. The man does love his cigars.
1: Jesus Christ, what toxin is it?
3: Tetradotoxin. I'm surprised you haven't heard of it.
1: Oh, God, I can't. You need to leave.
3: Largely undetectable, unless you are specifically test for it. Which I'm assuming you will.
1: I'll point everything back to Grant. And you and this whole fucking shady corporation.
3: Oh Pishtosh, Why <laughs> Grant doesn't know? <laughs> no, he prefers to stay out of the nitty-gritty for plausible deniability and all that. Uh, I didn't know I'd kill you, either, huh? When he reported it. Hmm. Plus, I'm sure by the time my death was heard of, someone's come to clean up any trace. You know how it is. Speak of the devil. It's probably to schedule your meeting. Why didn't you answer it?
1: Hello, Grant? Actually, Jonathan, this is Mace Kim. I've been told that you and I should have a little talk. Why don't you come to my office tomorrow morning? How I Died is an audio media original production created and written by Vince DeGianni, directed by Chroma Sakura, and mixed by Eric Howell. This episode was edited by Oliver Morris, with sound design by Christine DeGianni. Our theme song was created by Silent Mike. Starring me as John Spacer, Shayna Waring as Sheriff Crowley, Luis Bermudez as Eric Mendez, Vin Vox as Dr. Kim, and Caitlin Roberts as Amelia. This episode guest starred Chris Harris Beachy as Will. Sarah Golding as Maureen Levant, Anthony Morales as Grant, and someone as Joy. If you're enjoying the show, please head over to your favorite podcast app and give us a rating and a review. It really helps us out a ton, and we definitely appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, try not to talk.